<laughs> this week, three sides of the coin. Rob Halford wants to buy Mark a new router. I tell you what, Metal Mark, I'm going to go on Amazon Prime and buy you a new router so you have a better connection. <laughs> says so. That's a true story. He <laughs> says he so does. at the end of this interview with Rob Halford on Three Sides of the Coin. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of uh, Three Sides of the Coin. You got three co-hosts here. I'm Michael, we got Mark, we got Tommy. And Woo-hoo. if you look at a couple of the t-shirts that came up in rotation today, that's going to eh? <laughs> give you a little clue as to what the topic is going to be for this week's podcast. We're talking all Judas Priest today. Oh, and we're just going to get right into it because it's so damn cool. Um, we're talking Judas Priest with Rob Halford. Rob Halford is joining us. A metal god. Can you fucking believe it? Because we can't. And Mark is still, I mean, literally 30 minutes ago, Mark just finished the conversation. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, the godfather of heavy metal, Rob Halford. Just just let it roll. I mean, just get right into this. This was one of the, if not the best interviews we've ever had with a guest. Such a beautiful guest well-spoken smart great are you gonna play the fucking video i can't i'm I just listen to it we're gone bye want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee now you can we ship worldwide get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com Rob Halford, what an absolute honor it is. Let me say that first of all. Thank you very much. That's, that's very, very kind of you to say so. Let me switch my cell phone off. Sure. Because okay. from the moment I switch my cell phone on to when I switch it off, it's pinging. <laughs> yep. And there's so, emails and there's texts and there's calls and everything coming. Rob, you have the same poster I have in the back. i love it guys i love it so we got about 30 minutes here rob so let's let's get into it um obviously you know up front we are a kiss podcast but we're going to talk a lot about priest and your book as well so don't worry yes hey that's great love to gene you know we have the same birthday (laughs) that's right i forgot about that yes we do we always send smooches to each other on uh (laughs) on august the 25th and he always, he always calls me a fine young man, and which I'm very happy with. Um, I don't think you need to be introduced because if there's anybody out there who has no idea who you are, they shouldn't be listening to metal music. 50 I mean, years, man. 50 years of Judas Priest. I know. Yeah, we've been around the block a few times, haven't we? <laughs> More than a few times. Yeah. Shouldn't this come with a disclaimer about Mark? 
Well, okay. yes. So yes, Bernard Rob, can go fanboy on you, Rob. So just be prepared. It could get really, really weird to the point where you're going to ask for his photo. You're going to start putting up outside <laughs> of the venue saying this guy can't come in. So just be prepared. That's okay by me. I mean, I, <laughs> okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have had, none of us in Judas Priest wouldn't have had such a glorious time if it wasn't for people like yourselves and if it wasn't for people especially like mark mark's a super fan i can tell that right oh now. god yes oh yes. yeah, yeah. So, so 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 rob let's let's start off with something that's judas priest kiss related so our kiss listeners don't freak out on us what do you remember about 1979 opening opening up for kiss on the dynasty tour i remember everything i remember everything it was just one of the most exciting metal memories that I can recall. Firstly, we were thrilled to find out that Gene and Paul, Gene and Paul were and still are big fans of Judas Priest. That's always a thrill to have your fellow musicians say how much they enjoy what you do. And let me tell you that we and Judas Priest have always felt the same way towards Kiss. Richie's a massive uh, Kiss fan, as is Glenn and, and Scott and, and Ian. We, we, we're all big, big fans of, of the band. So we were absolutely floored when we got the call that Gene uh, and Paul would like you to come out and, and be special guests on this massive um, tour of the US. And so we did, and they are, they are instrumental in uh, letting Priest have the opportunity to spread the, met, the British metal gospel along the way with them. And they were, they were great. They were very gracious. They gave us what we needed as far as what was required for us on stage. They were, whatever you need, let us know. Um, we're in this together. We live the same lives. We support each other. We help each other. And uh, that's what Kiss has always done in, in, outside of the music. As guys, they're, they're just beautiful people. And um, so it, it's great. It's great that we have this ongoing relationship with, with Kiss. And we were supposed to be doing a show together um, around now, I think. We should have been in Europe doing a show together, but we've rescheduled, rescheduled that. And I hope we can we can do that show together in, uh, in 2021. You so the friendship, the friendship and the love and support that KISS has for Priest and vice versa is as strong as it ever was. Has there ever been any talk, because I remember rumors a few years ago that there was going to be potentially a summer tour of KISS and Judas Priest. Have you guys ever had any additional talk about, let's go back out and do a massive co-headlining tour? I think that would be great, and um, you know, why not? I mean, I think both of us, both bands, never say never. It, 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 it works in both ways. Uh, Kiss fans are Priest fans, and Priest fans are Kiss fans. So, exactly. Uh, it would be a, it would be a wonderful celebration, especially for bands, for both bands that have had such a long tenure in in rock and roll, heavy metal. We're we're embedded in people's lives, you know, both Kiss and Priest everywhere in the world there's a kiss fan and there's a priest fan so let's take you around the world guys i'm ready <laughs> that would be great hey, I, I, 
Mark, Mark, we just lost Mark, your audio. Awesome. Mark, you're cutting um, off. Start again. Hold on. Are you, Start again. Mike, Start, again. I, Start again. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, this, I, hopefully this comes through because I, this has been a horrible connection for me. Um, I'll try it again. On the Firepower Tour, which was incredible, um, you guys brought back some, uh, you know, like Saints in Hell. I mean, I've been a Priest fan my whole life. I've never remember you guys playing that. Um, my friend uh, Bob Fredericks wanted to know that, too. He's a he's a big uh, Priest fan, too. So we wanted to know who, who decides what older cuts to bring back out on tour. Because, again, you guys brought back some uh, – um, pretty rare stuff on the last tour well we it's a great question mark we, we all do we all pitch in uh and it's uh, it's getting increasingly difficult now because every time we go out we've got a new record to support and that's obviously part of the main reason of going out and playing is to show off your your new songs and your new your new record now fans are eager to experience that but how many how many how many albums have we made, Mark? We've made a lot, haven't we? There's hundreds and hundreds of songs to choose from. Um, a show is all about balance and structure and dynamics. It's a bit like going for a roller coaster ride. So you have to think about that side of a, a, an actual set, and then all of the music is married up to everything else that's going on, the lighting and the, the stage show and the costume changes. So it's a very well thought out planned performance, much like Kiss. I'm sure Kiss have the same type of, um, it's not really a dilemma. It's, it's, a fun, it's a fun opportunity to kick the tires on something that, that hasn't been brought out onto the stage for, for the longest time. And, and, and it's a joy to do something like that. Um, Richie, who's been with us now over 10 years, God, the time has just flown. Um, he's the guy that's, oh man, we should do this. Because I went, when I saw Priest and blah, blah, too, you played this song, you played that song, but you never played this track or that track. So um, everything's on the table. It's just about balance. And I'm sure that when we go out eventually uh, for this 50th, there'll be, there'll be more surprises. We, we've already been talking about certain tracks that we've never, ever, ever played live. That, that has uh, to be exciting for out. you. Say what? That, that has to be exciting for you to have Richie in the band, who is such a fan of the band, that he can talk about how it would be from a fan's perspective. Wouldn't it cool to be, be cool to do this song or that song? And maybe stuff that you guys, some of you guys haven't even thought about. It's like, it's a little bit like when, uh, I was the kid in the candy store when, when I worked with Sabbath the first time in Costa Mesa. And Tony called me up here to the house in Phoenix and said, you know, this is what's going on. Would you help us out? I said, yeah, mate, I'm ready. Cause that's what we do. We, we, we help each other out when, when, when possible. And, uh, I was going through the set list with Tony and I said, have you thought about doing NIB or have you thought about doing this or that? And he goes, God, I haven't played those songs in ages. So well, just let's have a go, you know, let's just, uh, are, are you interested in the idea? And he goes, yeah, I'm always interested. Yeah. Uh, so that's how we went out and played some of those uh, songs that Sabbath had never played before. Cause I'm a fan of Sabbath, you know, so that, that fan, that fan perspective is, is a very important one. 
Well, yeah, because I'd vote for parental guidance personally. I know it's not on your favorite record. <laughs> I, I love that Judas Priest song, and I get ripped by people because they're like, "No, Hellion and Electric Eye, Hellion and yeah. Electric Eye." I'm like, "That's all well and good." Yeah, but, yeah. I was listening to Re uh, I was listening to Reckless the other day. Reckless is a great track, you know. Yeah, and uh, you can do everything. Uh, nothing should stop you as as a musician. I mean, I, I'd probably have to re restructure the vocal approach a little bit, but uh, that's just a given, you know. Uh, yeah. It's it's the fact that you play the song and your fans go, "Oh my God, I wasn't expecting that," or yep. "It's about time. It's about time. I, I've, I've waited like <laughs> thirty years for you to play that track." It's it is. It's very exciting. It is. Hey, Rob, it I, got is. To, I, I, have, I have two questions about things that... Oh, Mark. He's <laughs> freezing up. Okay, while he reconnects, I want to ask you a question. Oh, he's back. Is he back? All right, Mark, you need to re-ask it. You froze up frozen. again. Yeah, you're froze up again, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was asking. All right. All right, so Rob, two things I was expecting to see in the book and I didn't. Um, regarding um, being gay in the medical metal, metal community, community um, back in the day, there was tons of pictures of you with Cheryl Rickson. Was that something the record company did? What was the story about? And that was right around the point of entry tour. What was, what was that? Do you have you know, reactions of that? That's a really great question. And I don't think I've been asked this question ever before. The simple answer is that it was for a photo shoot. We were doing a photo shoot for whatever record, I can't remember which one it was now. And the idea was to get Cheryl, who's still a friend of ours, to uh, work with the band and do a photo shoot together. But I, I understand, I, I think I understand the, the, um, the other part of the question, Mark, was, you know, if we put Rob with a girl, that'll kind of push away any, um, any suspicions, any, any ideas, you know? Um, I honestly believe that that was not the case. I think that this was just a great opportunity to work with a beautiful, beautiful lady who is incredibly talented and just so gracious and smart and funny and was, was the, the absolute perfect uh, individual to work with us. For those uh, for those shots, it's funny because you look at them now and they're so politically incorrect. <laughs> Man, they are wrong. They are, so wrong. they are so wrong. But but that was a different that was a different time. You know, there was a different uh, there was a different set of experiences going on. But I see those pictures all the time, and I I put pictures of me and Cheryl up on my social media, and fans love love those pictures. You know, um, she's a beautiful lady. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad it was, I'm glad it was, uh, you know, very, I, I guess, non-calculated because as you were talking, you know, when I was, oh, I was waiting for the, you know what, the management even did this, but it's good to know you said, you just said management didn't do that. It was just, you know, pretty much you wanted to take pictures with, you know, she was a fan or whatever. That, that's exactly that, what That's cool want. to know. My second, my second question is, Kind of this kind of ties into Kiss a little bit. How 
you know, some of the, you know, Ace and Peter didn't get all the limelight that Gene and Paul got. Did Ian or Dave Hound back in the day, especially when you guys were in all the magazines and all through the 80s, did Dave and Ian ever get the upset at you three? Like, how come you guys are getting all the interviews and all the press? Did that ever happen? You didn't mention that in your book. Again, that's something I was waiting to see if there was anything like that. Mark, you're two for two with these great questions. Um, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, as I've always said and always will say, Judas Priest is just not one person. Judas Priest is a collection of really great musicians that create this amazing chemistry that make these great sounds with the instrument that they're playing. And collectively, that is your band. That's your band. It's just this thing about the front man or the lead guitarist. It's just, it's just a thing. It's just a thing, you know. And uh, Ian and Dave at the time, uh, much like Ian and Scott now, they understand that that's just the way it goes, you know. And uh, I'm always the one flapping my lips because uh, I love Judas Priest passionately, like Gene and Paul love kiss passionately and i'm sure i hope i'm not putting words in their mouth but i know a lot of kiss fans particularly from the days of peter and ace would say that those guys were as important as everybody else you know you you, you as a fan as a fan when you go to see judas priest one of the main reasons that you're going is maybe to see scott as a fan of kiss uh in that in that lineup you are going especially to see peter you see what i'm saying so mm -hmm. it's very it's very it's very dangerous to think that you are the band or you are more important than the other guy or the other girl because that's when problems start to happen it has to be an equal uh understanding and and caring and support and love for everybody everybody has an important role to play an important thing to do Rob, you, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, it's, it's 50 years you've been doing this and, and we all know, you know, a band is like a four five, six way marriage. How, and, and Judas Priest has had its ups and ups and downs. Yeah. How has the band been able to keep that marriage together? Yeah. For 50 it, years. It's, it's been, it's been, it's been tough. It's no different to kiss. You know, everybody has their ups and downs, especially bands that have had the great joy and, and, and incredible fan support. Because as, as Gene said to me many, many years ago, without your fans, you've got nothing. And that's, the, that's a fact. Without your fans, you've got nothing. So the music is what represents you. The music is what it's all about, you know? And as difficult as those times are when you do have a change in the lineup, the music is still there. That's your reference point. And that's what leads you on. That's what keeps you uh, together. No matter how you are presenting yourself, you are keeping the band together in the musical sense. Uh, so that when priests go out now, we play songs from Sad Wings of Destiny or even Rock and Roll, you never know. Uh, to the present day and the lineup has changed over the years, but the music hasn't the music is still the same The mm -hmm. music is the reference and that's that's a really important thing to remember 
Well, and you guys were spot on when I saw you at the Armory last year in Minneapolis, but talking about the music and the history of the band, one of the things that's very interesting to me when I'm talking to someone, you know, in your caliber, when you were first starting out, because it was in the 70s, as a kid, I could look to people who were making music once I got into the 80s as a reference point. Um, with Judas Priest, from my perspective, you guys had a very original, different sound, as did many of the different bands from the British heavy metal invasion. But how did you find your voice at first? Did, were you looking at Robert Plant or were you looking at, I mean, who, who influenced you to, to get you to where you were and you guys created what you did? It's a, it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing to think about. And what I mean by that is if you, if you look at the, where music was when heavy metal began, right, man, we, we had some great, uh, inspirers, whether it was purple or the who or the stones or Hendrix or the doors or iron butterfly or any of these bands that were starting to play any of, any of these bands that were starting to play heavier, and louder because the music was getting louder, you know, especially when Jim Marshall started to make his martial amps and everything was getting this incredible power that he'd never had before. Um, those were some of the bands that we listened to uh, in the early days of Priest for, um, for inspiration because you've got your own set of ideas. The, the, the main principle for any band should be to to utilize all of these great peers that, that you enjoy. And out of that, define yourself, define who you are. Cause nobody wants a copycat. Nobody yeah. wants a cookie cutter replication of something else. That's very easy to do no matter where you are in the life of rock and roll. So, you know, th th that's just part of the, uh, the part of the self, uh, discovery that all bands go to. It's not easy guys. It's not easy. You know, it's about, it's really about thinking it through properly and uh, working hard to find your own sound. And uh, for me as a singer, find my own voice because some of those great singers were an inspiration to me and we're all standing on each other's shoulders. That's what it, what it is really. Rob, yeah. you know, when when you first started out 50 years ago, did you think you would still be here doing this exact thing 50 years later? Oh, it seems impossible, doesn't it? But it's real. It's real. <laughs> it's, happened. it's happened. It's it. Yeah. It. You know, there are days when I wake up and I I, I go, oh man, I'm I'm the lead singer for Judas Priest. You know, it's just <laughs> great. It's, it's great. It's great. What a joy just to wake up every day and know that. Um, and then all of this incredible 50-year journey as a band that uh, I talk about in Confess. Um, it's just uh, it's just wild, you know. It's like there by the grace of God go I because, man, some of the things that you have to deal with along the way, it's not easy. Life isn't easy. I, I know that. I know that now. Uh, I think life is what it is to, to make you a stronger person, depending on what comes your way. So, uh, but, but as far as this, this beautiful band, Judas Priest, 50 years, man, it's, it's, it's rare. It's rare. I think we're probably the longest surviving heavy metal band 
a touring working heavy metal band that's out there right now since a lot of our okay. friends have, have retired and are just doing maybe different things. So it's also, um, it's a double honor, you know, to be in this great place. So what, what led you to write the book? Was this just, you felt now's a good time? Did you? Your parents thought that, that really, yeah, I, I love uh, that you loved your folks and your folks loved you. And I thought it was great that your parents got to be so successful. Yes. Yeah. What a great mantra. My mom always used to say, if you're happy, I'm happy. You know, your parents help define you as a person and they, they really are important uh, to me. Uh, even now that they're, they're important to me, the unconditional love of your parents lives with you for as long as you do. So, yeah. um, yeah, the, you know, it just felt like the time to do it. I, I, I've been saying that there's inevitably going to be an, an unauthorized biography because there's a bunch of them about priest. We will get around to doing the official biography of priest sooner than sooner than later um and so it is for me you know i'm just blessed i just want to share this stuff i want to share it everything that's why it's called confess because it some of it some of it wasn't easy uh but that's what i say life isn't fair life isn't easy um if you get through those difficult parts of your life it makes you a stronger person and uh yeah, so it's there, you know. Check it out if you want to. Yes, it's, it's, it's oh, all the way through the already. <laughs> yeah, and people, you guys, we need to talk about where people can get your book. I'm assuming it's everywhere, like Amazon and, and all of the bookstores and all of that. It's doing really, really well. I mean, I, I never second guess what the reaction is going to be. It's like even now with Priest, there's like a, a lot of nervous, nervous anxiety when we, when we make a record, you know. We hope everybody really digs what we've what we've made because you you just never know. Uh, but the the book dropped on September the 29th. We had incredible pre-orders, and now it's out in the world. It's getting constantly translated into different languages, which I never even thought about. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. It's just got picked up in it's it's got picked up in France, in Germany, Spain, Italy, South America, Japan, every everywhere besides our english language is being translated in many many different languages not i'm i'm very grateful for that uh well, got fans so all over it's great guys I, i'm just very 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 uh very blessed and and appreciative uh for all of the fans that have uh, taken into uh into mind this book confess Rob, again, I, it was such a great, a great read. I also wanted to say I thought it was cool your uh, saying of uh, being a Christian. I thought that was a, a fantastic thing to read in in the book too. That uh, you mentioned your faith. I thought that was yes. Um, <clears throat> when I became clean and sober, I mean, you know, we, we were raised in a family that 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 uh, that taught us right from wrong taught us to be kind and nice to people, which is just a very simple thing to do. Uh, it seems, seems more and more difficult to do it in today's uh, instant fix, clickbait world. But it's, very, it's a very simple thing to do. Just be, be kind and be nice. You know, it makes great things happen. Um, but, but uh, and we did have some, you know, we, we, were, we were taught some of those le lessons at school. It wasn't hardcore. It was just an idea, a suggestion. Uh, for us to think about as kids 
and uh and then you know you go into the real world and then uh as a gay guy's a gay team trying to figure out figure out who i am in my sexual identity i have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the virgin mary in a church in wolverhampton and i get blessed <laughs> how cool is that so uh and then you wrap up that whole uh spiritual aspect of my clean and sober journey where it's important to to have a higher power whether it's you know a physical image or whether it's a bird in the sky or a rock on the ground it can be anything a higher power can it's a reference point so all of that all of that in me as a person and particularly as you get older <laughs> not just this as you get older you yeah. realize that there's some kind of clock ticking and it, it's great it's great because as you grow older you gain wisdom and wisdom is a treasure i didn't yes. have this wisdom at 20 or even 40. as i go towards 70 i think I'm, I'm i'm gaining wisdom and you gain wisdom from life and everything that that comes your way so i'll, I'll be very uh, i'll be very happy to talk about that side of me as a person because it just gives me peace and balance and harmony and structure in everything that i do yeah, what, you sound really well grounded. Yeah, yeah. What definitely. what's uh, what's Judas Priest working on right now while you can't do anything because of COVID? <laughs> yeah, it's been guys. We miss each other. I know Kiss and Kiss and, and Paul and all the guys. We miss each other. We want to be on the road. That's what we do. You know, I mean, we just want to be with our fans again. So we're all we're all listening to the music. You know, we're watching the videos and so on and so forth. We're doing what we can do because this whole thing about being in it together, we are, we're on it, we are in it together. In and, out, in and outside of music, this is a human pandemic. The human yeah. consciousness of everybody struggling and working hard to overcome this together is unique at this time of, of human history, you know. But it just shows you that the vast majority of people understand that, you know, the way KISS fans feel in, in, uh, in America is exactly the way that KISS fans and Priest fans feel in the UK or Japan or Russia or anywhere, you know, as far as the way this pandemic has hit us. So we're all doing what we do, you know. We're reading, a book, reading books, maybe, maybe Confess. We're watching, watching videos, binging on, on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, anything to get us through the day. But for, for a lot of us, music is the, uh, the lifeline. Music. I, I for, as soon as I wake up, I put music on. I've got music going on in the background now. I can't. I can't live my day without music. I have to have music around me all the time. So, uh, the mental health issue here is very important. You know, listen to some music if you're having a bit of a rough time. Blast out some Kiss. Blast out some Priest. You know, it'll make you feel better. Oh yeah, for sure. It always does. <laughs> um rob you know we've got to we've got to wrap up it's been about 30 minutes here um i just need to once again say thank you so much this has just been a yes. true honor we've had a lot of guests thank on you. our show over the many years here and you are right at the top yeah that, that's great i really appreciate that guys i love what you guys are doing this is a special uh, and a special treat for me because it's linked to to my my, my, my music mates, uh, Gene and Paul and, and everybody in the KISS world. Um, so I, I've had a blast. It's 
some great questions, especially from Metal Mark over there. <laughs> Mark. You made his day. You hey, made his oh day. I tell you what, Metal Mark, I'm going to go on Amazon Prime and buy you a new router so you have a better connection. Rob, I kid you not, we joke about Mark having this problem, and we say, unfortunately, he's using one of Gene's KISS routers, and we know how good those are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, Get him I'll, a Judas I'll, Priest router. Yeah, yes. I'm going to text, text Gene and say, I'm, I'm loved taking, the book. Absolutely loved the book. They sent us a PDF and I went out and bought one anyway. So. Oh, that's great, man. Hey, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Rob. See you on the Thank road. You. Thank See you. See you on the road. Thanks, Take care. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Speechless. Speechless. That was phenomenal. I mean, it was a true honor. I mean, godfather of heavy metal, Rob Halford. Yep. Yep. Nicest guy, smart as can be, well spoken, and and hey, and Tommy might agree with this. Mark froze up through a lot of it, so we didn't have to hear Mark. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> How fucked up for me as a fan? We finally get Rob Halford on, and I miss almost the whole thing because it's fucking frozen. My, I I couldn't. You're just gonna have although to although I, I was. You're gonna have to watch this when the show it. comes out. Yeah, because right now, like, I mean, yeah. this is the. What's right now, everything system? is crystal. Right now, everything is crystal clear, and nothing's freezing up. The entirety the of the Rob Halford interview, the entirety of the Rob Halford interview was was frozen. I I was hoping I was on. I couldn't tell. It was fucking were, horrible. Don't worry, man. You you were on. Rob loved your questions. He complimented you multiple times. I mean, I, I told well, Tommy I after we hung up, I said, I bet Mark used an entire box of Kleenex if he had heard all of it. Well, look, obviously, because, you know, I did go back and forth a little bit. Um, but, I mean, a good chunk of that for me was frozen. But, yeah, I mean, I was really – when I when I read his book, I was I was – wondering why he didn't bring up Cheryl Rickson because those pictures were everywhere. They were in fucking cream magazine. They were everywhere. Yep. And, and I'm like, and at the time I, you know, there was no context, you know, and the fact that that story is just one that just happened naturally floors me. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, be, I don't know. Well, you guys haven't read the book yet. So, well, I, well, Tommy, you said we started, right? I'm part of the way through. Yeah, I haven't finished. Do you, do you remember the part right in the late 70s in the promo picture where it said they wanted to call him Rob the Queen Halford? Are you to that part of the book yet? No, I'm not. Okay. He's like, what? It has nothing to do. He's like, no, that's not what you're going to fucking call me, you know? So, I mean, that's, again, it, I, I just assumed now, you know, being in my 50s, because back, you know, when I was 16, 17, when I saw the Cheryl Rickson pictures, I was just more happy to see Cheryl Rickson. Uh, but if you don't know who Cheryl Rickson is, she was a famous penthouse pet, beautiful. I mean, just an incredibly gorgeous woman. Um, but the fact that in, they were parading her around with Rob like she was dating Rob. That's what I assumed was going on back in 1981. I, I didn't know that there was any sort of hint of, you know, Rob's sexuality in any way, shape. You didn't think about it. I just wanted to hear him to fucking 
sing screaming for vengeance. I didn't give a fuck. And he looked heavy metal. Heavy metal was about wearing leather and chains and all this other stuff. It, it, it just, again, yeah, as a kid, never even thought of it. Never even, fa- didn't mean anything to me. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it didn't then. It didn't, doesn't now. I mean, he's doesn't fucking change, Rob Halford. Doesn't change <laughs> the music. Doesn't change the music one bit. Doesn't change a thing. He's a wonderful person. I, Again, you know, just reading his book, I'm like, it, it broke my heart that he felt that way, you know, his whole life, because he's just a wonderful human being, you know, yeah. and, and I, and I, again, I, I urge everybody, if you haven't bought this book yet, it is just an incredible read. It, I read it two days, uh, sitting by the pool in Florida, I, just fantastic. Couldn't put it down, just could not put it down. Um, also, too, you know, there's so much in this book. He talks about his parents and his upbringing and, and the band. And, you know, I wish we had like two hours to talk to him because I wanted to talk to him about KK and Andy Sneap. That's who's playing. Well, he played on and produced the Firepower and, uh, and toured with them. So, you know, there's so much more I wanted to talk about. That was the frustrating part about being frozen, you know, for a lot of it. I'm like, God, there's so much more I wanted to ask him about, but I was, I, you know, I was very happy that he'd answer the, the, the couple questions I got in. So very, and, 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 very, and what he, an exciting and, day. And he loved your questions. Absolutely loved them. I'm glad. I'm well, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm happy because it's, it's, you know, he comes on this podcast. I didn't want it to be cookie cutter for him, you know? Um, so I purposefully was thinking of some stuff that I didn't think he maybe may or may not have heard of. And again, just, uh, you know, the, the, the things that weren't in the book that I was expecting to be in the book kind of, kind of, you know, I thought were natural questions. To and you know, we couldn't, we couldn't have, we couldn't have scripted the end of the interview any better. We didn't, we didn't feed him anything about Mark's router. No. He brings up Mark's router that it needs to be replaced. That was brilliant. He said, I'm going to go on Amazon and buy you a new router. What the fucking weird looking now? Everything's fucking perfect. <laughs> what's your operating system? Turn my computer off. He's like, what's, what's an operating you? system? Yeah. Mark is close what's on that. that. What's, what's your, your operating, operating system? system? You know what, guys? <laughs> I live in a really nice <laughs> upper-class part of town. And uh, you know what? I don't need to know those things. <laughs> well, actually, you probably do so your router doesn't freeze up your computer. Yeah. But, you know, I, but I told Tommy, to I go, it, it was, it was, I mean, it was, it was three sides of the coin. What? else would we expect what else would our viewers and our listeners expect it makes the show it does. You, know, you know i only concern myself with things i need to be concerned with that that make sure i have a happy wife and a happy life so um, I mean, everything else i don't give a fuck about so like Tom, my operating Tom, system and my spare fucking laptop here in my fucking kiss room i don't give a fuck it works it works well, that's, that's why you about 30 minutes ago. That, that's why you freeze up when you're on with I Rob did. Halford. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, about 30 but minutes look, ago, Mark was ready to buy a new one. 
Yeah. Tom, Tom, Tommy, question. Did you ever think back in 2012 when we were first throwing around the idea of doing a podcast, we'd be sitting here wrapping up an interview with Rob Halford? <laughs> or Ace Fraley or Ted Bruce Kulik or Alice Cooper, um, you know, Dennis Miller, Dee Snyder. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. No, 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 no. I would have never believed it. Unbelievable. I'm just in, I'm still just in awe. You know, I was just so impressed with how kind of a person he is. Yes. I mean, thank you so much, Rob. You yes. were a yeah. real pleasure to interview. Um, it, was cool. it, it was, it was, I don't, I'm just speechless. It was, yeah. gr it was an incredible honor. I, I, I was trying to, you know, you would have enjoyed it. <laughs> no, no, I was trying to get into his head a little bit about how, and it was funny because what he said, and I want again, I couldn't because it was so frozen. The fact that Richie is picking some of those songs is very much, I wanted to tie it into this, is very much what Tommy and, and Eric do. Yep. But like, hey, you know what? Getaway's great. We love this song. How about you, you older guys here, learn it? And we can, you know, you wrote it and everything, but we're going to play this one like they did on the Kiss Cruise. And it's the same thing here because when they did Saints in Hell, which is one of my all-time favorite pre-students, and it's not a well-known song. That's off a of stained class. That's, that's about a, as deep a cut as there's a deep cut in their catalog. And when they played that, I think it was 2018, I think, when I saw that tour. When they brought that out, and it even had the whole, you know, because in the song they talk about vampire bats and all this. It had its own little you know, little showy thing to it. And I was like, wow, A, I don't have any bootlegs or ever any recollection of them ever playing that song. And then here it is front and center on this, the firepower tour. I was just blown away, you know? And um, it was cool. Cause I, I was really happy that my, my buddy, Bob, you know, uh, texted me that. Bob that, Sacamano? Uh, that question. Sacamano? No, no. <laughs> so it was just uh, it was it was just cool, you know what I mean? Just to to be able to experience the the, the whole thing. It was just a dream come true. It's funny too. I is I, the kind of stuff that you don't. I, you know, I wouldn't talk to Rob about. But <laughs> this is so random. I'm fucking. I got my my Judas Priest mix going on in my uh, in my headphones, and I was on the plane. And we're and we we're doing uh, and we were uh, hitting some really bad turbulence on the way home, but I had like the the song was Exciter that was on. If you know that song, it's really upbeat. And I gotta admit, when I'm sitting in my seat and we're fucking down, and Exciter was going, it was it was cool. I mean, it was like being on a fucking roller coaster. Exciter, you know, it was just uh, I, I was just it was, it was just one of those great metal moments. So. Fanboy hey, Mark, I'm, you I'm, we got we got to experience yeah. fanboy once again. Yes, frozen fanboy. Frozen fanboy. <laughs> well, let 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 let's come up with some homework here. Um, I think the first obvious question is, do you have have Rob's book? Confess. Oh, look. Have Have you read it? What do you think of it? Um, you know, are you a Judas Priest fan? How can you not be? Um, do you think Turbo is the best Judas Priest album ever released? No. No. <laughs> hey, he might play parental guidance. I'm going to take the two Ripper albums over Turbo. So. 
Isn't I did it want to ask him about that. This, this, this shirt came up in rotation, my turbo shirt. No, this, is the, this, is the, this is the only shirt you need to know right now because this is, this is the priest there. That is, uh, that's the good stuff. So anyway, you, you, know, you, you know the homework. There's obviously so much to talk about here. Um, I, I, I got to just one more time. That was just such an honor. That was one of the, the best moments we've had on this show. Yeah, so are we going to go ahead and tell people now that this is happening next week? Because none of you two ever seem to be able to keep a secret. Oh, God, no, I can't keep a secret on this. I'm not. I mean, I can't keep a secret. I'm listen, as soon, as soon as I get confirmation that the video saved, recorded, and Rob is visual there, I'm posting that we just did this. So, yeah, send me a picture of us, the, the four of us in the in the. Oh, I did. I took a bunch of too. screen. I took a bunch of screen captures as we were talking. So, I like. <laughs> no, you were like. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> oh, Mark, you, you, we love you. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I, time, I'm, I need like I need like a cigarette and a back rub right now. I'm oh, I know. Like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit high <laughs> off of this interview. Well, I, I think we should we should um, for more homework too. Just talk about Judas Priest if you saw them on the Kiss tour, you know, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. What did you did you see him open for Kiss on the Dynasty tour? What do you remember about Judas Priest? Don't talk about Kiss. This is a Kiss podcast. Talk about Judas Priest. Yeah. Yeah. When, and if you said, what was the, because the first time I ever saw Judas Priest was on a Screaming for Vengeance tour with Iron Maiden opening. That was, uh, that was a really good tour at Kobo. Um, I wanted to see them. I, I actually got into them probably 79 ish was when I started. I remember seeing like pictures for ads. For like sin after sin and then when I, I saw like the hellbent for leather cover if you guys remember when i when i was when i was a kid i said that i when i got into kiss i said to that if this sounds like it looks i'm really gonna like it and i remember when i saw the hellbent for leather cover it was the same thing i'm like if this looks or sounds like it looks this is gonna be really cool and and that's that's kind of then the floods floodgate opened in 1980. That was when everything just all made sense, man. All, that was like the watershed year for heavy metal. It was, if there was any ever any doubt, it ended there. It was just nothing but metal, metal, metal from from that time on. So, all right, a great, well, great year. Everybody's got their homework. Go leave an answer somewhere, facebook.com slash three sides of the coin. We're on a Facebook page. We've got a Facebook group. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're everywhere. Leave a comment. Start a discussion. Um, I hope this was exciting for everybody out there watching and listening as it was for us to do it because this was just massive. And also, after last week's three-hour extravaganza, you guys will be happy to get a nice 45-minute exactly. one. <laughs> um, all right. If you are watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on Spotify, 
follow us on Spotify. And if you're on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. And if you want to chip in with Rob and get Mark a Judas Priest router, which is probably much heavier than a KISS router, <laughs> um, let us know. I would think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Uncle, sorry, Uncle Gene, but Uncle Uncle Rob is now buying a new router for Mark to throw out that KISS he router. That, he feels that sad for the guy. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I, I, you know, let's just leave this on a high. This was an amazing episode, and I just I hope everybody loves it as much as we do. Four horns up. Yes, metal. Metal. We'll see everybody next week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.